Good evening. Singing, being one of the five acts of worship, along with praying in Acts 2.42, taking the Lord's Supper, Matthew 26.26-30, and giving, 1 Corinthians 16.2, and preaching the gospel, Acts 5.42, is and can be a very powerful thing, especially when we pay attention to the words and their meaning. <clears throat> there are so many wonderful songs we sing about heaven, we sing sad songs about Christ's death for our sins, and just simply happy songs about our lives as Christians. And then there's those few songs that make you afraid. There's those songs that make you question, what am I doing for God? I'm going to talk about one of these songs this evening. That song would be the invitation song, You Never Mentioned Him to Me, number 799. This song doesn't talk about Christ dying for the world, but it stresses about what could happen if we don't tell the world about Christ. <clears throat> Imagine yourself on Judgment Day. You see your friends and loved ones entering heaven. You're happy to see them go, and you will soon join them. But then you see someone else you know, perhaps your best friend, perhaps your co-worker. You know that they weren't saved. As their sins are named off one by one, and they're given their sentence being doomed to hell, they turn and look at you with tears in their eyes and say those dreaded words, You never mentioned him to me. And those are the very last words you will hear from them, and the very last time you will see them. Do you get chills over your body when you hear or read these words? Imagine your parents, siblings, children, your best friend, or your co-workers crying in deep despair. You never mentioned him to me. Why didn't we talk to them about Christ? <clears throat> Open your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 1 through 11. Ezekiel 33, 1 through 11. Again the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people, and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from their territory, and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take the warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming, and does not blow the trumpet, the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person, away from, takes any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man... I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. The wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But if you have delivered your soul, but you have delivered your soul, 
Therefore you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you say, If our transgressions and our sins lie upon us, and we pine away in them, how can we then live? Say to them, As I live, the Lord God, I have no pleasure in death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from this way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why should you die, O house of Israel? <clears throat> if we don't tell others about their wicked ways, then their blood will be on our hands. Do we really want that? Let's shift gears for a moment. What if the last person, or what if a lost person has already been saved? You can't tell me that it doesn't matter that no one... You can't tell me that it doesn't matter because nowhere in the Bible does it say once saved, always saved. James 2.24 says, You see that a man is justified by works and is not, and not faith only. Baptism is a work. Singing is a work. Taking the Lord's Supper is a work. Praying is a work. And preaching and teaching others the gospel is also a work. You can't go to heaven by believing either. By just believing either. James 2.19 says, You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. The demons of hell also believe in God. So how can you... But they're not going to heaven. So how can you only believe in God to go to heaven? Simple, you can't. Let's get back to the case where the lost soul has already been saved. How do we approach that? Like in, we discussed in this morning's Bible class, Matthew 18, 15 through 20. Uh, please turn there, Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. <clears throat> Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to even hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if you take two, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. <clears throat> you go to him or her alone in private. And if they don't listen, you take two or more with you as witnesses. They still won't listen, take it to the church. If they don't listen then, there's probably no hope for them. We don't want it to go that way. We don't want to get to that point. We don't even want to, go to have to go to them the first time. But if we have to so they can be forgiven by God and have a hope of heaven, we need to go to them. <clears throat> Please turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 through 39. Hebrews 10, 26 through 39. <clears throat> For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins, 
but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be, be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counting the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great suffering, a great struggle with sufferings. Partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your own goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has a great re reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and not tarry. Now the just live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. <clears throat> now, I don't know what's worse than hell, but it seems God has a punishment much worse for those who believed and were saved but fell away. It would have been better for the lost to die than to die saved, or to die saved and they fell away. It's hard for the human mind to comprehend eternity and what heaven and hell are like. Hell is the worst thing to happen to the lost, but the lost who were once saved will have an even worse punishment than hell. We see so many people who were once members of the church who have fallen away. We've tried to contact them and bring them back to God, but they've made their decisions. They can't say, you never mentioned him to me because they already knew God. <clears throat> Judgment Day is coming soon. We don't want to have someone say those dreaded words to us. A few years ago, I tried talking to someone who was saved, but they fell away. I told them what was going to happen. They looked at me and said, I'm sure I'll get used to it. I had no idea what to say to that, but they know what's going to happen on that day. If they don't repent and come back, they will be doomed to hell and worse. Christ told us to teach the gospel to the world so that we can bring as many to Christ as we can before Judgment Day. <clears throat> Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 16. Mark 16, 15, 16 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who, is he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. These are the signs that followed to those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, and they will take up serpents if they drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them, and they will lay their hands on the stick, and they will recover. <laughs> 15 through 18, I suppose.
And because we preach the gospel, we will be persecuted, whether it is being made fun of, mocked, thrown into prison, or even killed. We shouldn't care about any of that, because we are safe in God's hands. Please turn to Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 through 26. Matthew 10, 16 through 26. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my name's sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not what, not who you speak, it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly I say to you, you will, have, you will have not gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher, and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. <clears throat> Those who mocked us, threw us in prison, they can't say, you never mentioned him to me. They persecuted us when we told them. <clears throat> Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 20. Romans 3, 9 through 20 talks about how we all have sinned. Verse 9, What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, There is none righteousness. No, not, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the flesh of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. We all have sinned. The only one on earth who has never sinned was Jesus. And if he sinned, we wouldn't have a hope of heaven. We need to look for every possible chance to preach the Word of God. Second Timothy 
chapter 4, verses 1 through 5 says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with law, long-suffering, and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. <clears throat> we don't know when the Lord will come back, as it says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. 36 through 44. But when He comes, the lost will be doomed, and the saved will have their reward. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Please turn there. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And He will set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. The righteous will then answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did to me. And then he will also say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. They will also answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? He will then answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do to the least of these, you did, it, you did not do it to me. And he will go, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. As you all know, tonight is New Year's Eve. Today is New Year's Eve. We need to preach the word in season and out of season. You don't want to hear the words from someone who you know is lost. You don't want to see them look at you and hear, you never mentioned him to me. You don't want to hear that from your friends. You don't want to hear that from your co-workers, and you especially don't want to hear that from your family. <clears throat> you also don't want to hear from God 
Depart from me, I do not know you. Those would be the very last words you will probably ever hear. Revelation chapter 22, verses 12 through 21 says, And behold, I am coming quickly. My reward is with me and to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they, might, that they may have the right to treat the to the tree of life, and may enter through the gate into the city. But outside are dogs, sorcerers, and sexually immoral, murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bride and morning star, and the spirit of the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. If anyone takes away from these words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part in the book of life from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. If you have a need this evening, come forward as we stand and as we sing.